This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So, um, let's just, there's one thing, I, I don't remember if I finished it off and I wanted to mention it. So we had spoken the, and last time the end piece about the Zivak Krishna, Zivak Shani, and Slifi Maisov, and so on. We had mentioned Ola Safrayim, um, there's a clay yucker who who, um, who had spoken about a whole a bit, a bit of a complex system where everybody has a zivug, but if people die off and so on, so there's always odds and ends left over, and that's what he says. There's there's the approach that I think is the most menir hasadas. There's a sefer called Be'er Sheva. Be'er Sheva is written by Remarcha Eilenberg. Eilenberg. He was a Talmud of the um, Levush. Levush actually wrote a Haskama, a very, very strong Haskama, a very beautiful Haskama. Um, he was in Italy, interesting name for somebody in Italy. I mean, most of his Talmudim are Italian, uh, as Figo and others. But he himself wrote a Sefer, Beersheva. It's a bunch of... It's it's chidushim and all sorts of interesting mesechtes and sota and hurias and tamid sanhedrin. It's a chashva sefer, and he wrote shuvas also. And he writes that he, he brings different shitas and he says, you know, he's not satisfied. And he says alpider kabbalah seems to to him to be the most emissa pshat, and it does seem to be the one that that seems to to fit sit well with us. Is every single person has. Uh, when he's born, there is some neshama that is designated as most appropriate for him. So in other words, most appropriate for him is is something part of his bria. That's called zivig rishon. When he comes into this world, not always does he get it. That's lefi myself. So there's a potential so and 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 that potential is something which has a certain perfection to it. It's the it's the absolute perfection. Tachlis, what happens really depends on 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 bechira of a person. So it, it, we're talking about a certain ideal that exists and then a certain reality. This would not be much different than uh, let's uh, say um, somebody who comes. We, we'll say that every Jew comes with a chelak al mal. And he can realize it and be like a malach, and uh, like it says by uh, it, the Beinu um, was Ishalakim, and a person could be a very very ordinary person, and that already depends on bechira. So this also goes into potential versus actualization, realization, etc. That, that that's what I want to finish off with at that point. Okay, next. But Rabbi, it's totally on the bechira of both people, should you? I'm not just correct, one. correct, correct. If I mean, I assume that the, the bigger tzaddik he is, or she is, and the bigger a rush the other person is, the less it'll go. You're right. It's not. It's not an objective prize. It has to go. They both have to fit the bill. Okay. Um, let's see the next piece. The next piece is. A Gemara in Daf Gimel, a Maral brings, and it says that Tanya, Hoy Reb Meir Oimer, Adam Oiva Ver Beseisa, Vakach Brochu Machazal Begali. 
a person does an Avera Beseisa and Dakash Baruchu is Machris Begoli. The Shenema Vavl of Ruach Kina, the Ein Avira Loshen Hachroza. Shenema Tzav Meishav Avira Kolba Machne. So Reb Yechonin says, Reb Nachman Baritzak, I'm sorry, Reb Meir says that the the um, the Isha was even Avera Beseisa. That's the nature of these Averas. Akadosh Baruch Hu is mefarsimit machrezit begolui, and so on. The um, the it's a little bit unclear. The um, is a Mishnah. Mishnah Pegavis says that she, that that kolamachal shem shayim beseisa nifroim imene begolui. So um, you have a a. It seems to be very very focused on one specific Avera. It seems to be unique to Chil Hashem rather than general Averas. And here of Meir is, is kind of a sweeping statement. That's one point that we need some clarification. Um, the, um, uh, the Over here, over there, Rashi says that it, Rashi has another problem. He doesn't say it, but it's obvious what does it mean, Yemachal Shem Shemayim Beseisa? By definition, Chal Shem Shemayim needs some fahesia. Um So, how is it Shayach that a person should be Chal Shem Shemayim Beseisa? I mean, the Chazal give us advice that if somebody can't overcome his Yitzhahor, he should go to a place that nobody knows him and sort of do what he wants to do and not be Machal Shem Shemayim. So, Rashi learns the following that a person. A person who is um, a, a person who is a big tzaddik, and when he does a virus, a kaddish baruch Hu is going to chasa and punish him. Now, people don't know that. People look around and say, "Wow, what a big tzaddik!" and look, what a terrible punishment. Um, and that is a chil Hashem. And the Mela Kaddish Baruch Hu, he makes sure that he gets people to find out what Aver is so they, they can put two and two together. That's what the. That's what Rashi seems to say over there in the Mishnah. But let's go to the morale as he explains over here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu marches a love. Ki royal cholchet sheye begolui yoisim in a mitzvah, vizem ipnei ke oisim mitzvah and oisim roisha vehekim boilam. So the moral says over here that this is something, I guess, what's the right word for it? It's within the nature of the difference between chet and uh, and mitzvah. Um, is not meirich a lot, so I'm going to. We'll, we'll, we'll try to understand what he says over here. The um, the 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 um, the, the Averis themselves are activities that increase the um, materialism of the world. Whatever is bad about the world gets increased through Avera. Avera is a miser of some type of indulgence in middles that are physical material. A person kills somebody, Ritzicha, that's coming from a kinna, from a sinner. A person is about taiva. Um, all of those Averas are mean that I've succumbed to some sort of 
physical type of um, activity, which by its nature strengthens that world. So, you know, people look around, they see people doing Aver, they say, yeah, obviously people are people, and the flesh and blood, not more, and so on and so forth. A person who does mitzvahs, so mitzvahs really belong to a different world. Mitzvahs don't really have their expression. This world, tzitzis and tefillin and lulav, they, they use objects of this world, but the content of it transcends this world. Chesed, Kedusha, Tov, Mishpat, all of these are really ideals that transcend this world. This world doesn't have in it the, um, the, 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 the units of mitzvahs. It, it's, it's, let's, if we were to talk like language of logic, in the set, in the universe set of this world, there are no mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are not elements of this world. Even chesed, you do chesed with things in the world, but this world is not a chesed place. So mitzvahs don't have a way to really express themselves in this world. And that's why schar mitzvah by Amaleka. Averis are the nature of this world. Averis are items that are of this world. And therefore, Averis can find expression in this world. So he's he's not so much saying um, why a Baruch would do it, as much as he's emphasizing his point is, if things are meant to be public, why are we unfair and we only publicize Averis, not mitzvahs? And on that, the morale is explaining that um, Averis are things that uh, by by definition they allow they, they proclaim themselves. Um, so, so Robert, yes, Jansky, yes. Does the uh, Ramachal say that when a person does an avera, he pulls himself down, he pulls the world down. When he does a mitzvah, he pulls himself up and he pulls the world world, world up. So even though they're not so, they might be things, but they do have an effect in this world, right? They do affect the. the but avera. let's let's um, I guess let's sharpen the definition when we say we pull up this world means we make it into something that this world is not so if a person does good things, a person is exceedingly kind or or, or self-disciplined and things of that nature so the person is becoming more malachtic like in Yom Kippur we we look like malachim, we don't eat, we don't drink, we stand straight etc. so any, so that means that he's moving this world to a different place, but it wouldn't reflect itself in this world. It would be, it, it, it's sort of his mala, whatever his mala with him, to a place higher than this world. The default setting of this world is a physical world. That's what Olam Hazeh is. And this is what he does, and, and this is what the person is. And when you do a mitzvah, you're really sort of taking yourself above it. You're taking out whatever is possibly good in this world and moving it forward. I think that's the pshat. Okay, next piece over here. Um, it, so it doesn't, the moral doesn't give us any clue as to why Kachbrochus Machris, by Chilashem, by it's, it's, it's very, over there, the moral explains that Akadish Baruchu um, is trying to undo his Chilashem. The moral explains it his way, but it's the same idea. A Chilashem is where you ke'ilu seem as if you can get away with it, and you can't, you can't, you know, um, you 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 less din less dayin chas v'shalom, and when a kaddish baruch who is poreah begolui, 
there it becomes very apparent that they're yeshtin v'yeshtayin. So over there, there's a, there's, a, there's a very clear element that's called midik neged midah, of undoing the harm you've done in the world, restoring kvot shemayim. Those, that's the way the morale explains it over there. Over here, it, it doesn't um, really, it, it's not really clear what that means. Um, I, I would venture to guess the following, and I'm using the morale to project a, a step further. Um, it, it says, Drocher Darchi Noam, Bechol Nesiv Shalom, that Drocher Darchi Noam means that the things in this world are, it's not that mitzvahs, they must be pleasant not to be a mitzvah. Um, that's like the reform or conservative. That the first, the first mitzvah is things be pleasant. And then we start our list afterwards. There are obviously mitzvahs that are not so pleasant. But means that the mahalach of the world of mitzvahs fits this world. And they are good in this world. The um, the morals when he speaks about Aken and so on, he um, speaks about it being Xerus and not and not Rachmim, and he keeps going back and forth and saying, yes, it, it is a Rachmim, but it's a Xerus, not a Rachmim, and the world is built on what is not on what on what's good and so on and so forth. I um, I, I, I want to try to explain what he means. Um, he speaks about it in Teferis Yisrael. The, um, let's take a marshal. Imagine you have um, a doctor who studies um, physiology, muscular movements. I think it's called kinesthesiology. Um, it's how the muscles work and operate and so on. And he works out that a person's muscles and bone, etc., are built in such a way that if you don't use it, it creates problems. It's, it starts becoming not stretchable. If you use it more, if you carry more than X amount of weight on it, it, it becomes stretched out and you know, can't snap back. It loses its elasticity. The, the, the way the, 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 the muscles and so on are shaped and you've got to walk an hour a day, not run, not sit. Um, you, you, got, you have to carry um, weight in a certain way, certain way on, so that the weight is distributed on the stronger muscles. So the doctor has studied the body, has figured out the body, and has presented a way of life that's in consort with how the body is built, shaped, etc. One will assume that doing that is going to be good because basically the instructions are in line with the way the body is. Um, and so it's not correct to say my doctor gives me instructions based on what I like to do he gives me instructions based on how the body is built, but it is our gut feeling that doing things with the body built will be positive. So I may want to sit now, I may not want to walk, but if the muscles need walking, I'll push myself to walk, and eventually that will feel good because I'm in sync with what um, the body is shaped like. I, I'm, it's, it's following through on, what, on, on, on the way it's built. 
So I think what the Ra'al means over there is mitzvahs are gzeros. They're statements of facts. In other words, this is the way a person is built, and these movements are, are, are positive, and these movements are negative. It is true, therefore, that if one does what's positive, he will develop well, and things, you know, both ruchnius and, and, and in the connection of ruchnius and gashmius, and vice versa. So a society built on Torah will function nicely, a society not built on Torah will function poorly, but the mitzvahs are not a description of what's pleasant and unpleasant, it's a description of what the mitzvahs looks like. And b'meila, if I follow what the mitzvahs looks like, I'm, it's going to it's going to be positive. That I think is what the morale means. The interfacial, basically, and I would like possibly to apply it somewhat here. The um, a person, our sense of avarice is, you know, it's it. There's nothing lost with avarice. Kadosh Baruch doesn't like that I should eat pork. Kadosh Baruch doesn't like I should be mezana. Kadosh Baruch doesn't like. I should speak Lashahara. Those are all things that um, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it, in meaning you're not going to fear the worst for it, but it's, Akash Baruch wants it and he imposes it on us. So if I do it, what he's showing here is if I, if I do it besaser, it's going to express itself begoli. Imagine a person um Pretends that he's that he's a very kind of ascetic person, but at night when nobody's looking, he gorges himself on you know on chocolates and so on, whatever it is, and it, it will his he, his weight will put a lie to his statements about his sitkas and his tanesim. We're going to ask ourselves if you if you really fast round the clock, how in the world did you gain a hundred pounds? So the the machrizin alav. Is is I think the way the morale is explaining it here means the, the various affect the mitzvahs, and therefore if a person is is if a person is being mezaneh, it's not no harm is done. It just kind of exerts a kasev. It will destroy his family, and and it will become a sore point. It's going to be something that will have a bad effect. So the machrizin alav begoli is sort of this idea that a various take their toll in this world because the Averis are based on what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how he made the world and and a description of what activities are in sync with the way the world is made and which not. So if Ish and Ish are supposed to be Vidovak Echod, Znus is a steer to it and it will destroy the Basa Echod. It will destroy the ability to um, to create that one person, it'll create inevitably a rift, and so on and so forth. Um, there is a uh, and others. Rabbi says it on that people who say that the Torah is true, that the Torah is is um, has the right to impose its mitzvahs on you, but they don't necessarily have. A toelas, they're not of much use. Except that Kashbar was gozer and so on. On them is orashal yokinira. So yokin means to affirm that these mitzvahs benefit a person. 
they benefit them in a ruchnistic way, in a, in a deeper way, but they are of great benefit, nevertheless are of great loss. And a person who's, um, who, who doesn't do that, doesn't feel that way, he is over the Arasha Layakum. Okay, that's this one. The next one is Amir Shalakish. Just a quick question yes. on that one. In a certain way, if a person does Davera, yeah. so creates a certain hole in this world, Yes. the Chiddush over here is that the Hashem will be Megala, the source of that, because where did that come from, right? Correct. Can you say um, so I, I would say the reason is that right, it becomes markedly pronounced. Uh, you know, it, it's it's the true dimension of that vera, just like the true dimension, the, the the true essence of a mitzvah reveals itself in the world to come. The true essence of a vera needs to reveal itself here, and it needs to become, you know, something that's a fact rather than a than a personal wrongdoing. Uh, so the reason here is. Um, Akashbrochu makes it part of what's visible, or, um, as, as opposed to something hidden. Is it that the person should get kapara, or not necessarily just the reality? Um, I, I would, I would say just reality. Also, I, I assume it's something which is a, um, you know, it 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 it, it might have a kapara to it. But it starts first and foremost as a mitzvah. This is where Hakadosh Baruch Hu does it. Um, <coughs> okay. The um, the next piece of Gemara here is Ama um, Rishlokish Ama in Adam Oiva Averel Imke Neches Veiruch Shtos Shneme Ish Ish Kisiste Ishtoi Tistexiv. So, so, so um, you could lay it tishte miloshen shaita. The um, that's the second mime over here. The um, okay. So first, let, let's. I mean, there's an obvious problem with this that a person um, could a person plead an insanity defense. That you know, the Torah says. That so obviously Torah called me shaita, and therefore I, you know, I'm a shaita spot for mitzvahs. I, I assume not. I assume that this gemara doesn't serve as a permanent disclaimer for any averus he did. If it's an aver, it must be a shaita, and therefore I'm part. Obviously, it's not this type of. Uh, it's not this type of uh, avera. It's uh, it's not this type of shaita. It's 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 more like a, a certain quality. It's not uh, somebody's part of a call because then if you're doing one, while you're doing one avera, you'd be part of all other mitzvahs. You'd be a shaita. Certainly not going to work. So um, let's understand a few things first. So he says over here, Elim so, so, uh, yeah. What's if it is what's, There's a point of bechira here, right? Correct. In a certain sense, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You couldn't use it as a defense. The same question. You could not use it as a defense, uh, a defensive mecha- mechanism, as a defense um, argument. So, um, the, the, uh, so, so, so let's first see what he says. I'm going to look at the Rosh, just purish, 
Bozo Choyte. Bechein Shloima Kara Harasha Ksil Bechosefika Halas Vavna Zahetev. So first let's understand a little bit about what what is the um, what is the meant by the shtus and the ruach shtus, and um, let's the word. If you take a look at a sh, at the at the description of a shaita in halacha, a shaita is not someone who's deficient in uh, in his ability to absorb information, compute, um, or any skill. What we would say to somebody who has a low IQ, who is deficient in in skills, none of that appears in the as a, as a description of a shaita. Um, a shaita is somebody who does things that are reckless, foolhardy, or best said, irresponsible. Now, um, the the um, the the irresponsibility means a disconnect from my seichel and das to my activities um, a, a person who drives recklessly can um, can quote, can probably many of them could quote you the statistics about car accidents etc etc it doesn't help all that much um, teenagers are not deficient in information. That's not that's not where their problem lies. The problem lies in connecting their world of activities to their world of knowledge. And um, that's called das. And someone's a bar das is does that. A shaita is someone who is irresponsible and doesn't connect, can't connect the two together. So sometimes it's it's something that is a um, sometimes it's inborn. It's like the person, let's say, is lacking. You know, just whatever it is, you know, some people just are deficient, and and they they, they have the um, responsibility of a child at the age of, of fifty. I mean, you know, that's a real shaita. You also have a teenager who. Is not the the, the 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 knowledge that he has of what's right and wrong is not connected terribly well to his activities, to his nexus of activities, and that's why he'll do things that are crazy and stupid and and, and make no sense. They don't. There is no there is no um, sense in it. Let's take an example of um, an adult. Let's take a different, a little bit of a different setting. We're all aware of group dynamics. A person comes together with a group of people, and somebody whips the crowd into a frenzy, and they do things that are crazy. Um, and there was, and the person feels that he was swept up with a certain ruach. In other words, um, the, the ruach. Is a certain mode of um, being that allows him to act with disconnect from a seichel. <clears throat> Let's take a, a, an example that's very, very contemporary. Um, in, in Western civilization, 
um, one of the most important activities um, at, the, at the end of the day and the middle of the day is, is to drink the happy hour um, what the happy hour does for a person is what the alcohol does is it allows him to disconnect his knowledge and understanding of his responsibilities his problems, his challenges from himself and sure enough, two or three shots later he's, it's, he's disconnected from it he, he he's doesn't feel it at all, and now he is, you know, he's tipsy, and he'll do and say things that Seichel would tell him uh, are no no, but that's where he is. So it's we have the ability to draw on us a temporary ruach that disconnects ourselves from reality. Whenever we set up, um, whenever we set up a type of environment like that, a bach, a bachram's purim, it's whippy do. Whatever uh, um, a, a college campus, um, you know, a, a fraternity house, all these are places where people set up a makom. I want a makom where my knowledge will not um, will not encumber. And restrain myself, and this is a place where you can do anything, and anything goes. And we, we we're non-judgmental. We don't judge you. You don't have to judge yourself. So, so a person is inducing a certain ruach shtus into himself. The Rambam says it's Rambam Mornevuchim. Kriba Rambam. He speaks about Nazirus. He says Nazirus in in one way is worse than Arias because a person is deliberately um, castrating his mind from his person and um, and there's nothing worse than that and then the, the person will, will, will drive recklessly the person will do crazy things um, because he's disconnected it we wouldn't, if a person were fully aware of what's right and what's wrong, and his responsibility and the fact that this did, he wouldn't do avera. He would have a taiva to an avera, but when you see a person who gets swept up in taiva of arias, he's a different person. He's weird. He's childish. He's 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 kilu. He doesn't know what's going on with himself. He will do things that are crazy, stupid, and so on. So he has the ability. The Ruach Shtus is not something that forces him to do an Avera. Ruach Shtus is a temporary fix that allows him to survive his mind. Now, this is, this is, this, this is you know, a different setting, and the person is, is Meshachrar. Um, the person is kind of relieved of his chains of, 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 of uh, restriction, obligations, so on and so forth. So any type of so the ruach shtosikashpok gives us whenever there's an avera like arias comes along, a person needs if a person were to think of the consequences of arias. So so if the person let's say would have would have cheshik, let's give an example. If a person would have cheshik to do an avera, but he would know the consequences, and they are very difficult consequences. It, it you know it's misa in the times of gemara. It's break up your family. It's being forever shamed. 
th- th- these are tremendous consequences, and the, there is a, an enjoyment. But I don't think if anyone sitting back would weigh the enjoyment and consequences, that he would take it. So what what happens is our mood changes, our emotion changes. We we get caught up with 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 a sort of a, an acceleration of sorts that doesn't let us connect. It's 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 like a no it's, it's like a novocaine of sorts. It allows us to numb anything else and allows it to davera. So the ruach shtus is not Akadish Baruch Hu making us do davera, but it's like um, like paro. Akadish Baruch Hu is, is is letting us. I once heard it says in the Sfarim Akdoshim that there's a ruach tahara, and it's the next Gemara also that 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 a person's mekanibishtef nichts by ruach tahara. The Sfarim Akdoshim say just like the ruach shuts ruach tahara, which means an extraordinary ruach to do good. That's above it. The, I made a minor story once, and you'll excuse me if I did. There was a Yidra Dave Sokolovsky. He was he lived near me Yeshiva. He was a, a brother of, of Rab Lazer. He was a nephew of Lazer Finkel. He married Rab Avromsky Kamai. He was Mir Rav. Rav Avromsky Kamai was a brother of Rab Lazer Yudel. Rab Lazer married his sister. He married Rav Avromsky Kamai's daughter. And um, and uh, he was a very bright bocher in Europe. He was kind of a uh, real wit. He came to Yerushalayim after the war with his wife. And he became a very, very, very serious palavoda. He lived like a block or two down from the mirror. He had a kola lemeisharim. He was phenomenal balchesed, and it was a big kanoi for mitzvahs in a very kind and gentle way. But Shmir, he, he like he he would go to Eged and, and speak to them about keeping Shabbos. How much better it'll be for them, and he'll raise money for them. you know. He was he was a real tzaddik, a, a wonderful person, and Nebuch um, didn't leave over family. So at his levaya. A, a fellow was masked at him, and this fellow was like, I don't know what to call him as Gabbai or you know, whatever, his, his man. And he said the following story that Rebdov Sokolovsky called him in once and said, You know, I have a big mach and I gave a loan to somebody, and I'm, I'm beginning to suspect that that loan is a bad loan, and I need to look into it and find out what's the story. So the loan was an address to somebody in. No, no, Ramla, I know, somewhere far from Ishlein. This fellow went down there. The address was bogus. The phone number was bogus. No person like that lived in the town. The whole thing was a sham for me to see. And this person absconded with a few thousand shekel, which in those days was, was a sum of money. When he came back, he asked those Sokolovsky, you know, Rebbe, like, I mean, you, you're a seasoned gemach owner. Had, had you let a fly by night rip you off? So Abdov told him, I remember exactly what happened. He said, Friday early afternoon, a, Gruz- a Georgian Jew came to me. Georgia, not like American Georgia, but like uh, the East Europe, like Russia Georgia, former Soviet Union Georgia. And those days, there was a big aliyah of Georgian Jews, and they had um, and they were usually given, they were big, bulky fellows, a lot of muscles, and the government employed them en masse to load and unload stuff in Lud, in, in Ben-Gurion Airport. The, the problem was that it was 24-7, you had to work on Shabbos. So basically these people were forcing Mechal Shabbos. So he said, this person came to me and he said, Rabbi, he said, you know, I'm working in Lud, I have Mechal Shabbos, I never wanted to. Someone just offered me a partnership in a kiosk 
if I can give him 6,000 shekel by, t- t- by today in the evening, then I'm a part owner of the kiosk, and I don't have to work anymore in, in, uh, in, in Lud, and I don't have to be on Shabbos, and I can be Shem told this person, as soon as I heard the word Shabbos, I became drunk. I didn't think, I didn't ask, nothing. I gave him the money, I grabbed, I signed him on a piece of paper, and I had him, I said, run quickly and, and buy into it, and finish. And this will be the last Shabbos I'll ever work in your life. Um, so there is a zel it, it's a sort of a mindset, a euphoria of sort that disconnects. Um, it, it, it's, it's something that allows, maybe we'll speak about it next time, for toiv in, in, in some ways. And it's also, it's the only thing that allows us to do averis, a big averis. So the only way in which we're able to cope with a, um, the only way which we're able to cope with um, doing avera while we're bardas is to have a ruachstus. So don't come says, but you have it's like it's like you know it's like you, t- you have sometimes a class that's a good class and kids are great, but somebody just kind of creates a ruach and they're all over the place and they're crazy. That's a ruachstus, and that's and that's absolutely necessary for an affair of this kind. And midrach it's something which um, it, a person still has bechira, but. In a sense, this enables a bechira. It allows me to inject myself with something that will numb me to the consequences for the hour or two that I'm doing avera, and and allows to do avera. Okay, any questions? Yeah, just in Yeah, he seems that uh, two separate things, right? One is. Uh, the taiva and the other one, um, he says, like they're two kind of ponim in Averus, right? One is, I've got a taiva to do something, whatever right. it is, and and the seichel has to come against that. But it seems to say there's another one where, where you don't even get like ha- a physical hanar, and that's more right. of a shtus, like he says, uh, speaking Lush and Horror. He doesn't seem to apply it to like a but hard physical Averus. But even, even Lush and Horror, you know, th- there's. There's always some motive. It, it, there's no physical taiva. I mean, it's something to talk about, but there's no physical taiva in Lashnahara. But there is a reason. People like to be the center of attention. When I've got, you know, most people who, who speak Lashnahara get a lot of attention. If you're the guy who knows all the scandalous news, then everybody is interested in talking to you. If you're the person, you know, you can put somebody down through it. You know, there are different motivations. Um, it, it's hard to understand that there is no, there's no physical type. It's true. There's no physical craving, but there are emotional reasons why we do these things. Um, so I I'm not, I'm not sure about that. It's some, it's something to, to, to discuss about. Okay, good. So, Shabbos and um, Mitzvah next week should be okay. Okay, thanks, Shabbos. Okay, call to bye. Shabbos.